Here we go, folks. That is the sound to the bell of round number four for fight number three. You know where you're at, folks. Here we go. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. Ludo, ludo, ludo. Alfonso Ruiz here with my partner, Rick Prado. Pacific Coast Boxing. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just excited to talk about boxing for another week. I know. I know, right? I mean, again, not the not the most eventful as far as, like, actual boxing matches uh-huh. over the weekend, Rick. But, of course, we had the the Mayweather, Paul, which how unfortunate is, is this, right? I get hit up more by people asking me about my take on that uh-huh. than I did when, you know, when we had, like, Estrada and Chocolatito fighting. Yeah. Right? You know, it, it, uh, it gets people uh, talking, you know, not, not the true, true boxing fans, but it gets uh, everybody else yeah, yeah, I'm I'm telling you. So, um, I went to the local um golf range, right? Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm a golf nut, right? Yeah. By the way, I shot an 87 uh, a week ago, right? Low score. Mm-hmm. Those of you who golf know that that's a pretty decent score. But I'm sitting there, right? I'm hitting golf balls, and I have a box. I have my uh, Bernard Hopkins shirt on, yeah. right? And I got hit up by three people, okay, because they saw the shirt. And yeah, guess what they asked me about in which fight. <laughs> Mayweather uh, about the Logan Mayweather Paul. Logan Paul and what I thought about it. Right, uh-huh. told them what I did. By the way, one person actually uh, listened to the podcast, oh, wow. which was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. just kind of people that are because I go there quite often, right? Uh-huh. But but anyways, that just kind of goes to show you, right, that that's where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I had gone there. I go there like every week, right? I'm there a couple times a week. No one asked me. When uh, the Josh Taylor uh, Jose Ramirez 140 pound unification fight, uh-huh. no one asked me. Yeah. Zero. Hey, yeah, what's going on with this fight? What's your take on it? No one asked me with Estrada, right? Mm-hmm. No one asked me when Tiafimo was fighting Lomachenko. Nobody, right? Yeah. But the Logan Paul and Mayweather, hey, so what do you think? Who you got in this fight? Yeah. I said, you know who I got in this fight? The both of their uh, both of their checking accounts. That's uh-huh. who I got in this fight. I yeah. said they're both gonna they're both gonna make a lot of money. Just the fact that this is the first time that you guys are asking me. They've asked me about other fights here and there, but not not like this. Yeah, no, it just, you know, you've got a retired fighter against, you know, a YouTuber, um, you know, kind of gimmicky. You know, one weighs 35 more pounds than the other. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just just a huge uh, money grab. It is, and we're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it simply because... That many people, right, are hitting me up, and that mm-hmm. many people are talking about it, right? At, at the you know daughters, you know games that we go to, right? Yeah. Tell me people are not at talking about it. So okay, we're gonna cover it. I'm a, you know we'll give you our take, okay? Yeah. Won't be a long segment, but I will give you you know my take at least on what I think about all that. And it by the way, it it's I'm in alignment with Ricky Hatton, uh-huh. and I'll and I'll kind of share with you what his feedback was, right? But Ricky Hatton and I, there's only one Ricky only Hatton. One. And him and I are in alignment, okay? So here's what we got going on today. We're going to break down. We're going to talk about the whole Mayweather-Paul for a little bit and just talk about in general, right? Again, is that good? Is that bad for boxing? What does that mean? What happens next, right? We'll definitely talk about that. Talk about the the news, right? Mm -hmm. What's going on in the world of boxing as usual to break down the fights. Like I said, there's some fights taking place this week, and the big card is the 19th, right? Yeah. That's the one that, oh, baby, right? Uh, If we were back in the 80s, it's like get your uh, your VHS ready, right? Yeah, you know, there's going to be, you know, four four separate uh, telecasts for us to watch. Yep, yep, that's right. Both Chavez is in action on the 19th, Rick, junior and senior. Right. Wow. So that, yeah, we got that coming up. Um, we've got the, uh, again, so we got some of the fights that was, there was real fights that took place mm-hmm. even on that card. Right. Uh, one of my guys, Jared Hurd went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little disappointed about that. We are in round four, Rick. So true to the show's theme, we always talk about what one of the more memorable fights that ended in the particular round that we happen to be yeah. in our podcast. And this time it's round four. You had a great call out for this one, and we're going to go all the way back, and it's very fitting because this is the, what did we say, the 25th? The 25th. 25th anniversary to the day, June 7th, 1996, the first De La Hoya-Chavez fight that ended in the fourth round, Rick. Oh, ultimate glory. 
Ultimate glory. That's yeah. exactly right. That's what that fight was billed. And I'll tell you, for me, that fight was memorable because this was the day when we still didn't have the streaming services, obviously, mm-hmm. in 96, right? It wasn't until, like, 99 when Al Gore invented the Internet, right? Yeah. So um, we, I personally, I had to go uh, with Goyo, right? Yeah. Goyo, my brother, a couple buddies, and we went over to watch the fight close circuit at the pond in Anaheim. Yeah, well, you know, I, and I remember, uh, yeah, this fight, uh, I had to go to the uh, San Diego Sports Arena. No kidding. Know, and, uh, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't very full. You know, I'd yeah. say, you know, maybe a fourth full. You know, yeah. it was, uh, this was one where, um, you know, Bob Arum, you know, refused to carry it on pay-per-view because he said there were too many illegal black boxes out there. Interesting. Uh, people were stealing the uh, the services. Um, Interesting. And then, but he, he felt that uh, by putting it in closed circuit, he'd make anywhere from 60 to 90 million, yeah. you know, um, you know, hosting it at the yeah. San Diego Sports Arena, mm-hmm. the Anaheim, you yeah, know, wherever you could uh, all over the country. Yeah. I, and I wonder if that actually worked for him. Uh, no, it was uh, you know, uh, it was pretty disappointing. Oh, no kidding, yeah. no kidding. So there was no way back then to, to apparently right because why did we all have to go there? It was a lot difficult difficult to pirate it, I guess. Yeah, you know, you, you remember those uh, the I remember seeing the black boxes right back then, right? Know, where you could get the uh, yeah. The pay-per-views, yeah, the, you and know, then those HBO. little filters, and then those yeah. little filters that you'd put in the back of them, right? Uh-huh. Especially, I know for my my parents, the big one was the the Galavision filter, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the, like the Mexican j- channel, but that yeah. was the big deal, you know? If, if if you spoke nicely to the cable guy, mm-hmm. you know, he'd he'd maybe leave one behind. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Uh, they showed that fight during the whole COVID, right? When they were showing fight after fight, which was pretty cool. Yeah, they showed that one. They showed the fight one and two. And I had forgotten, right, because when I saw, you know, it had been years since I saw the fight, and I I thought that, you know, hey, this was a washed-up Julio Cesar Chavez, right? But I watched the fight again, and it reminded me that he was anything but washed up because at the time, Rick, he only had one loss to the surgeon, Mm -hmm. right? May he rest in peace to Frankie Randall, right? Yeah. That was his only loss at the time, and there was even a lot of money that was being laid on uh, on Julio Cesar Chavez, right? Well, Chavez opened up as a uh, three to one underdog, and then uh, he got bet down to uh, a, a two to one underdog. Right, yeah. right. So a lot of people were, you know, they figured that's a live dog, and mm-hmm. plus of who he was, because again, going into that, right? Um, yeah, he loses to uh, Frankie Randall in 94 he avenges that four months later yeah. against frankie randall and then the infamous uh meldrick taylor or actually that was the second fight against meldrick taylor and then he reeled off like five wins in a row tony lopez giovanna parisi mm-hmm. you know david kamau etc leading up to that fight right and yeah. then when I, I watched it again like i said he looked pretty young this was yeah. not a washed up it's, version of chavez he was uh 33 years old at this point right and you know i think you know Thirty three nowadays, yeah, you know, not not washed up. Almost that's their prime, right? That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, and it's interesting because I know at the pond in Anaheim, I don't know how it was uh, at the San Diego Sports yeah. Arena, but it was divided, right? Because this was a real, it was a very divisive fight from a fan's perspective. Because if you were a Chavez fan, mm-hmm. you were kind of the diehard Mexican, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Not everybody bought into De La Hoya being a Mexican American, right? Yeah. And so you either were very pro-Mexican, and if you were hardcore Mexican, then you definitely were going for Chavez, right? Yeah. If you were, again, the American, that's who uh, De La Hoya appealed to, and of course, of course, the female fan base, mm-hmm. right? And so I'll be honest with you, I was, this is the one fight, right? I told you, I am not a huge Julio Cesar Chavez yeah. fan. That doesn't mean I don't like him, Rick, right? Yeah. I'm just not, he, he just never catered to me. I just never, I never got it, right? Yeah. Um, but this fight, I was all about Chavez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah, you know, and, and going into this fight, you know, a huge Chavez fan. Um, you know, I wanted to see him beat De La Hoya. It just it yeah. just was a bad matchup. The height difference, you know, the size difference, it yeah. was just a bad matchup. Yeah, that and that's the thing. It was right. It was size, it was speed, yeah. it was youth, it was everything that he didn't have. And you know, De La Hoya's 5'10 against Chavez a 5'6 and it showed, yeah. right? But what 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 a, but what a super fight it was at the time. Yeah, you know, this being about 25 years ago, it yeah. took me probably about 18 years to to 
kind of forgive De La Hoya for beating up uh, Chavez. <laughs> How'd you finally get over it? Uh, you know, we saw him a couple times out in the Fantasy Springs. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I, I figured, you know, yeah, let's be, let bygones be bygones. That's good. I that didn't point. know that. I wonder if he knew that. I yeah. wonder if he knew that as he we could, were talking could, to him. He could feel it. Yeah, I'm sure he could. But I'll yeah. tell you one thing, and you have to admit, in public, um, mm-hmm. De La Hoya is a good dude. No, right? yeah. yeah. Signs autographs, shakes autograph. hands, and and you could say whatever you want, although I know you respect him as a fighter. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. Yeah. Right? No, and you yeah. look at all the championships. He's what, four division? Mm-hmm. At least, right? Yeah. Four division champion, if not five. We, uh, you can validate that, but, you know, the, the guy and, has every right to, to big league us. And and definitely, you know, uh, personable. You know, we, I, we've had, I've seen Chavez in person yeah. a few times. Right. You know. Very cold. Oh, forget that it. Doesn't want to be there. Right, right. You know, very upset that right. he's even there. Right. Even though he's getting paid for it. That's right. You know, That's right. Um, yeah, what about Eric Morales? Yeah, Eric Morales, you know, another one. Right. But uh, De La Hoya, every time we've 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 run into De La Hoya, right. really nice. You know, stop, signs autographs, yep. takes pictures, you know, um, you know, talk to you. Yep. You know, it uh but yeah, Chavez the exact opposite. That's that's kind of what yeah. I'm saying. And that's that's why so that's good. I'm sure yeah. that uh Hopefully, right? I know his people will listen to the podcast. They'll let him know that, hey, you yeah. know, Rick Prado from Pacific Coast Boxing, you're good. You're good. You're yeah. clear. He can sleep easy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you may have made his day. There you go, Rick. Big round four. Here's what else is coming up today. I forgot, Rick, the big welterweight tournament. I didn't mm-hmm. post, and I got to update our Instagram page with the bracket. Yeah. But today we've got Manny Pacquiao against Mikey Garcia, Rick. No, exciting fight. You know, fight we've been calling for for yep. over you know a year now, yep. and and uh, it it doesn't look like we're going to get that fight, but uh, we'll break it down here. We will hear, Rick. Yeah. We will hear the winner of that fight. By the way, uh, fights Earl Spence Jr. Wow. Right, yeah. because the other side of the bracket is set. The semifinals and the other side is uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Uh-huh. who upset Terrence Bud Crawford. Uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. is going to fight uh, Sean Porter. Yeah. So that side is set. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Break down the Mayweather Logan Paul uh, event. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, like I said in the opening, uh, we almost have to cover this, even though I don't consider it to be uh, an actual relevant and genuine and sincere boxing event. Yeah. Nevertheless, they are in the squared circle. They did assign an actual referee, even though the exhibition fight between uh, Mayweather Jr. and Logan Paul did not count on the records. Mm-hmm. It was, there was no judges involved, right? It was pretty much an eight-round scrum where knockouts would have been allowed had they have occurred. Yeah. But other than that, it was basically just a glorified event to generate a lot of money, Rick. Yeah, and and, and, and that it did, you know, for, for, for these two, you know, uh, generate a lot of money. Um, I don't know if uh, Showtime is going to make a lot of money on this. You know, they yeah. um, there was a lot of issues with the, uh, with the feed. So um, they're offering refunds for anybody that had uh, no issues, kidding. you know, carrying the pay per view. Wow, that yeah, yeah that that's going to be big. How many people were actually there? Did we did we get an attendance? Um, I can find that, but it, yeah. it uh, I think it was a pretty small crowd. You know, the other thing is, is it was raining. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But but I, I asked that because remember Mayweather had talked about how you know. It was going to sell out and draw uh-huh. just thousands of fans, right? Uh-huh. And something tells me it didn't draw as much as they thought. Remember, the event was was already rescheduled because of the lack of interest a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. Um, so I said when I when we opened, right, I'm in alignment with Ricky Hatton. So Ricky Hatton expresses his frustration over this event, right? Yeah. He doesn't understand, right, why Mayweather, who he considers to be one of the greatest fighters of this of all time, right, um, who just recently retired, like he's questioning why is he coming in fighting, you know, a a YouTuber who's got a lot of followers. And he talks about basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, about how, you know, money was important for them back in the day. He said, you know, that's why they went from uh, amateurs to pro. Mm -hmm. He's talking about, he goes, but but these days, I'm going to quote him directly, Rick. He says, but these days, money seems more important than legacy. Yeah. Um, And and I think uh, I read where uh, 
Mayweather responded. He said, he said that uh, legacy doesn't feature kids. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's all about the money. Um, right. You know, it, uh, it, who was it? Uh, someone, another famous uh, fighter came out and said that uh, yeah. Mayweather, Mayweather wasn't the, the greatest boxer. Yeah. But he was the greatest boxer of making money. Right. It might have been Roy Jones. Right. Who, who said, um, you know, but, you know, Roy Jones also said, you know, look at my highlights, look at his highlights. You know, there, there's no comparison. Yeah. And here's the thing, right, is um, – and I don't have any issues with Mayweather, by yeah. the way. I know a lot of people have issues with Mayweather as a boxer, right? Mm-hmm. I thought in, in I thought he, he boxed beautifully, right? Yeah. Probably one of the best defensive boxers of our era, right? Uh, you know, don't get hit, hit, right? Um, you know, did he fight the best fighters in their prime? I mean, that's debatable, right? Yeah. But the bottom line is, I mean, yeah, he's very selective about his opponents, et cetera. But he also fought some guys in, in you know, in their prime that others struggled with. Either way, right? This yeah. isn't boxing, Rick. Yeah, no. Okay. This is just taking, and again, this is outright, um, uh, uh, like you said, uh, it's a money grab. Yeah. It's an outright opportunity to make money. But the thing is, can you blame them? You've got millions of people that are paying. Yeah. And like I said, I'm at the golf range and I've got people coming up to me saying, hey, what do you think about the fight? Who do you think is going to win? Does Logan Paul have a shot? Right? Yeah. And, and then as far as that is concerned, by the way, um, you know, Logan Paul is coming out. And again, I give him all the credit in the world. He looked in phenomenal shape, right? Mm-hmm. Tell him right now, try boxing for three minutes, eight rounds. I mean, forget about three minutes, Rick. Try doing it for for one round. Yeah. For for two minutes. You gotta you gotta be in tremendous shape. My hat's off. Kudos to him. But mm-hmm. to come out and, and make this seem as if he's climbed Mount Everest, right? Yeah. So I can't believe that, you know, what he accomplished, the dreams are possible. Rick, you can get any he came in at what one ninety nine, which we said is about like cruiserweight, yeah. right? You can get any cruiserweight. A, a top ten probably beats Mayweather, but you can get any cruiserweight, and he wouldn't get knocked out against Mayweather. Yeah, no, in eight rounds. It, it, okay, it, uh, you know, and Mayweather, you know, he, he wasn't a huge puncher, you know, at, at his own weight, right? So yeah, yeah, it's just too big of a guy, you know, um, to 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 knock out, you know, with the bigger gloves. Um, you know, you got eight rounds. Uh, the only way he was going to knock him out is if, uh, is if he tired and, and he looked like he was in decent enough shape right. to finish that fight. Even, you know, they were showing, you know, as they normally do when there's a fight coming up, they start to show fights of that, uh, of that particular fighter. So they were showing some of Mayweather's previous fights, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they were showing the, uh, the fight with Conor McGregor, the fight with Manny Pacquiao. And I'll tell you. Um, the fight with Conor McGregor, even that fight, I know that he carried McGregor, yeah. I think all the way into what, the ninth or the 10th round or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even that fight, he didn't look sharp. Yeah. Right? Even that fight, you know, McGregor was hitting him where there's no way McGregor hits a Mayweather in this prime. Yeah, no. Not even close. And so this just shows you, right? This is a 44-year-old Mayweather. He said, you know, real fight, no way. Exhibition, he says he's done with them. And I hope so because it's only in boxing, Rick, right? Like you don't see this in baseball, right? You don't see like a YouTuber. And of course, it's because nobody would pay for it. You don't see a YouTuber here coming out and saying, hey, I'm going to challenge. I want an at-bat against Walker Bueller or Trevor Bauer, right? And then then they don't strike out. They say, look at that. You know, I I made contact, even though it was like a squibbler back to the pitcher Mm -hmm. and celebrating it. I've climbed Mount Everest. I can't believe I accomplished this. You accomplished what? Yeah. Because – you're going to make contact off a pitcher. Even if they're throwing 100 miles an hour, you can close your eyes and you're eventually going to do it, right? Yeah. Hockey, you don't get to sit there and put on the hockey equipment and say, hey, I, I'm going to have Sid Crosby, right, take slap shots, and I blocked the Sid Crosby shot. That's yeah. all this is, except the difference is in boxing, it's a fight, so then it becomes more marketable and more watchable, right? Yeah, no, and, um, you know, I, I don't believe Mayweather when he says he's done. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, you know, there might have been a little bit of carrying in in this yeah. fight, you know, because if he comes out, he wipes the floor with uh, Logan Paul, then any interest in a fight with uh, Jake Paul, yeah, you know, is 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 out the window. Yeah, you know, it would be, oh no, you know, there's no way we can do this fight. Yeah, I still feel there'll be a Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul. Yeah, maybe not by the end of this year, maybe beginning of of next year. Yeah. Um, but I think that fight will happen. So you think now there's some there's some intrigue? Yeah. So I, I, I think of how the fight played out. He, he he left it to where, okay, you know, he he barely beat the the 
bigger brother, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, but the other brother is, is the better fighter. So, yeah. you know, the next fight should be, uh, you know, interesting. I think, and, and you have the uh, interesting fight where, to a lot of people, these are both yeah. villains. Yeah. You know, you've right. got Mayweather. Right. A lot of people buy, yeah. you know, he made a, um, a fortune yeah. being the guy he wanted, everybody wanted to right. see get knocked right. out. The, the heel, the heel yeah, in the wrestling, heel. right? Yeah. And and um, Logan Paul, you know, uh, yeah. same thing. A lot of people yeah. wanted to see Logan Paul get knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, so who would be the bigger heel? Yeah. Right? In that fight. Again, you know, at the golf range, right, uh, Gal asked me, so, you know, why do you think Mayweather's still fighting? Yeah. And I said, there's really, and really, Rick, there's, 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 I think, two main responses mm-hmm. to that. Number one, right, um, he, no matter what, right, Sugar Ray Leonard has said this multiple times, they miss the spotlight. Yeah. They miss being in the spotlight, right, And because it's tough, and especially he's only 44. He sees all the attention that Canelo's getting and Ryan Garcia, right? And so that still is a big deal. I don't care what they say, Rick. It is difficult to, to just bottle that up and say, okay, yeah. I'm done, right? Look at Julio Cesar Chavez, right? It's like you want one more day. Mm-hmm. You want one more day. That's number one. And then number two, you still stand to make a lot of money. The thing why for Mayweather, I think it's more the first, right, and yeah. not the latter, Mayweather's got enough money for how many lifetimes? Yeah. Right? You know, he, well, he should, but I, I, for him, you know, yeah, there's never enough. That's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, that's what they say, right? If your if your pursuit in any career is is to is because you want to make a lot of money, then there's mm-hmm. never enough, right? Well, how much of a salary yeah. is enough if you're chasing money? There isn't. There, there there isn't a limit. So I think that that's that's. I still think it's more of the first one, Rick. I think that he likes to be in the limelight. Yeah. He wants to be talked about. He wants to be in the buzz. And let's face it, um, he's not. He's not relevant anymore in the boxing yeah. world. And so this puts him center stage. I mean, look, we're devoting, unfortunately, a segment to it, which we kind of have to because it's what people are talking about. Yeah. And, and you know, similar, um, you know, I went to Julio Cesar Chavez's, uh, it's supposed to be his farewell fight. Yes. I, Ivan yeah. Robinson yeah. at the Staples Center. This is 2005. Yeah. And he's going to fight again in two weeks. Right. That's you what know, I'm saying. That's 16 what I'm saying. years later. Right. You know, he, he's right. still fighting and the this is supposed to be the la- the final fight. Yeah. Rick, it's the same thing, you know, whether it's that, whether it's, you know, you know how many final tours Kiss has? Yeah. Kiss has done, <laughs> right? I mean, I did. Yeah. I, I went to the last one, by the way, in 2001. You know, this is it, right? Yeah. The the baddest rock, you know, group on the planet. And then, of course, they're, they're still out touring, I think. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, right? It's What's that show? Uh, remember the Jerry Springer show? And people, mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry, when would they start getting excited? When the fisticuffs and stuff would start yeah. flying. That's all this is, Rick. This is just entertainment, right? People that don't normally watch boxing, now they're intrigued because it's a YouTuber. Oh, he's fighting. Even yeah. the whole MMA deal, right? Why yeah. do we need to see MMA guys? It's not boxing. And again, is it good for boxing? It's a yes and a no, Rick, because it does somewhat put the spotlight on the sport of boxing, mm-hmm. but in the wrong way, yeah. right? And, and all you can hope for is that, you know, the PVCs, the you know the ESPNs, the Bob Arums, right? The Golden Boy, the Matchroom, um, the the sanctioning bodies, the Alphabet Soups that they all pay attention and say, look, they're talking more about or as much about this fight than they were about Ramirez and Josh Taylor. Yeah, I, I mean, Rick, when you go, you know, to ESPN, the main page, mm-hmm. I always do this just to see. All over, there was actually you know a a, um, a, a little write up, right? A one a, a one line, and you got to click. When Estrada and Chocolatito fought, the yeah. only where you place you can find that is if you actually went through their boxing page. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on the front page. No, this one was. Yeah, this one even makes whatever you follow CNN, Fox News. This one even made that. Yeah, but Ramirez and Taylor best one hundred and forty pounds nowhere. Chocolatito Estrada nowhere. Yeah, and in in the ESPN the uh, Taylor Ramirez yeah. it's on regular ESPN. <laughs> I, that's you another know, thing, got, right? You know, right. this is pay per view. Uh, you know, people are paying you know the extra money to to see this. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Like I said, um, you know, and Ricky Hatton right talks about how uh, you know he got the Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Hey, those are great heavyweights. It was it was an exhibition, yeah. and I agree with them, right? At Dodger Stadium, I haven't been to one in a while, but they used to have the old timers games, right? Yeah. Right, and for us who you know in the eighties, we used to watch you know Steve Garvey, Ron Say, Davy Lopes. Uh, Steve Yeager, Dusty Baker, all those guys. It was fun to see them again, right? Yeah. Kind of relive your childhood memories. Uh, you know, man, I remember when they used to do the, all this stuff. 
Um, and so that the that nostalgia, that's what was cool about watching Tyson and Roy Jones, right? And they yeah. never and they never got to fight, and here they are. And you know, from from Tyson's perspective, he did pretty good. Yeah. But I don't need to see this garbage. No. No. Yeah. You know, it, because it, the fight means nothing. Yeah. Right. It means nothing. So let's say if, you know Paul was able to beat. Uh, uh, Mayweather. Who cares? It's a washed up Mayweather mm-hmm. at this point. It's a 44 year old Mayweather. Well, you know, part of that is, you know, that's why it's an exhibition. It's not a real fight. Right. Because Mayweather can't chance, you know, they're actually right. in a loss. You know, there were no judges, not mm-hmm. even uh, not even the celebrity. Right. You know, hey, we're going to throw Christy Martin. Right. We're going to throw right. uh, another random judge out there. Vinny Pazienza. Yeah, Vinny Pazienza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, yeah. Who, was, who was the last guy that was really, really random? Yeah. Um, I'll come um, up with the name. Yeah, I forget who it was. But, I, 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 I think I know, but I can't. Yeah, I can picture yeah. him. I just can't figure out the name. All right, Rick, that's enough of that. Yeah. So that's that event. Unfortunately, we're probably going to talk about, uh, well, here's the thing. In two weeks, you know, who's fighting um, on the undercard of his son's fight, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Julio Chavez against Hector Camacho Jr. No. The only thing about that fight is that at least those are two real fighters, mm-hmm. right? Or two guys that used to fight. But there's another exhibition. Yeah, that's eh, you know, kind of borders on the same thing, but not this whole YouTuber. You know, yeah, and I know Chad Johnson fought as well. Give yeah. me a break, you know. Yeah, no, it. Uh, you know, he got knocked down. You know, but uh, he was excited that uh, you know. I guess this uh, Brian Maxwell, he's a MMA slash you know yeah. bare, bare knuckle fighter, right? And uh, you know that he he lasted the four rounds and he couldn't finish him. Right, that's I know. And Chad Johnson was talking about how he's an athlete and he mm-hmm. can do anything and believe in yourself and don't be afraid to fail and whatever. It's yeah. like Chad, you didn't fight a real boxer. Yeah, this is boxing, not MMA. What you know? How much did Chad Johnson them weigh? Were they one hundred eighty five, hundred ninety as well? Uh, it said uh, he's yeah, a big around dude. there. He said cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so imagine him fighting. Yeah, a beater BF. Okay. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean somebody, somebody legitimate, right? One hundred and seventy-five pounds. Anyone, any one of those, any one of the light heavyweights or the cruiser weights, um, forget about it. Yeah, these guys are out one round. Then you could tell me how impressive your accomplishment was, right? Yeah. Not if you fight an, an an MMA guy who's never boxed before and who's been out of action for a while. So, yeah. all right, Rick, that's enough of that. I think we. Uh, I think we've beat the exhibitions. Yeah, you know, let's just call that. Maybe that was an exhibition segment. Yeah, exhibition segment. Uh, yeah, that that judge that I was uh, thinking about, yeah. Chad Do- Chad Dawson. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Kind of yeah. an obscure. Uh, speaking of that, was a he's a light heavyweight. Yeah, you know. So yeah, Canadian guy, isn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, but they did have a you know a couple fights on here. First, we'll talk about uh, quickly. We'll talk about the uh, Badu Jack. Yeah, uh, he scored a fourth round knockout over a late substitution, uh, Dervin Colima. Yeah, who uh, you know he's undefeated going into that fight, yeah. but uh, you know uh, late sub because of Jean Pascal's positive test. Yeah. Um. So Badu Jack, you know, a good you know good guy. You know, we've met him at yeah. the at the Pachanga. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's time. Like he's been on the undercards of these. Yeah. Um, he was on the Triller one Almost with Mike one. Tyson, Roy well, Jones, because he, he was um, he's promoted by Mayweather. Yeah, so but it's probably time to start. Uh, you know, if he's got anything left, start stepping him up. He he doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that his days as a bona fide and legitimate uh, you know contender yeah. are kind of going by the wayside. But I tell you what, Rick, let's take a quick break okay. and then let's come back and cover not only that one but the the other real fights with real fighters that took place and then talk about what's coming up next uh, weekend as well. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Uh, so let's get into the news, Rick. Again, I know we talked about the first real fight that took place with Badu Jack, but there was a couple other real fights that took yeah. place over the weekend. Yeah. So uh, Jared uh, Swift heard um, he loses a uh, split decision. Um, it shouldn't have been a split decision. You know, he, he lost clearly. Yeah. Um, at the end of the fight, uh, he was holding on. Uh, Heard was an eight to one favorite in this fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just uh, a very disappointing uh, performance. 
it really is disappointing, yeah. right? It's no secret, right? I, I have my uh, I have my fighters that I you know that are just some of my favorites, right? Mm-hmm. And he's one of them. Yeah. And as you know, and I'll tell you what, man, like I I have to look and now question whether or not we've seen the last because he's now lost two out of his last three fights, yeah. right? Like a lot of fighters, right? They've been you know very inactive due to the COVID over the last year, mm-hmm. but you know he loses uh, 2019 in May. He loses to Julian Williams, yeah. comes back and beats Francisco Santana, um, and then he loses to Luis Arias. And you're right, then because and here's the thing, right? Heard style is not one, even though his nickname is uh, Swift, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really his style, right? He's yeah. not a slick, you know, boxer puncher move slip. He's a, he's a he's a pure puncher. Yeah. Right? He's a very much a phone booth type fighter, right? And um I don't know, man. I'm 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 concerned that we may have seen the last of him as being considered one of the best 154 pound fighters. Yeah, you know, and and this is a fight where uh you know, he didn't have to get down to 154. He's at, he's at 160. Yeah. Um, Luis Arias, you know, they, they, they picked him because, you know, he, he was going to lose this fight. Yeah, right. You know, that's why that, that's the only reason why they pick him. Um, just uh, really disappointing because um, Hurd should have been in the mix. He should have been one of the guys, you know, fighting Charlo. And now yeah. I think, you know, not the end of the line, but, uh, you know, he's sent back to the middle of the line. That's the problem, right, is, you know, here's a guy – who we were all clamoring mm-hmm. for that fight with the 154-pound Charlo, right? Um, of course, they're both PBC, yeah. and that's probably the reason why it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. PBC, Al Heyman, probably concerned, right? Do we want to put a blemish against one of these guys? But here's the that's this is the problem with not making that. That would have been a huge money fight, yeah. right? Um, should have been pay-per-view. You would have sold out any arena, and now, you're right, I mean, and, and by the way, so the guy uh, that you know, Luis Arias, nothing against Luis Arias, he's a tough fighter. Yeah. Okay. He's he's fought a lot of guys, and you know, but he he loses the Daniel Jacobs um, uh, split decision. It was a draw against Gabriel Rosado mm-hmm. back in 2018, right? Loses to Luke Keeler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then beats Jared Hurd. So to your point, right? Not a, this was a guy that was really more of a stay busy, right? Yeah. Kind of showcase Jared Hurd, you know, get him back in the mix. So I'd like you'd like to think that this was just an aberration, right? But I don't know, man. Like he didn't look very good. Talking yeah. about Hurd, of course. Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know very very disappointing. And uh, you know, did he take it lightly? You know, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. If not, if he really trained really hard and he's been working on his his craft, and then this is how it turned out. Yeah. This is the end. Yeah, you wonder if it's just if there's um, you know distractions, like what else is going on? Because mm-hmm. this was the guy at 154 pounds. Yeah, most people thought he was the guy. In fact, he would have been favored, right? If they ever made the fight against the 154 pound Jermel Charlo. Yeah, he wouldn't. He would have been favored at the time. At least I would have had him favored. Now he is swiftly yeah. going away, Rick. Just yeah, just unfortunate. <laughs> You know, just dropping down the, uh, you know, the, the rankings, you know, down there with the Bradham, Brandon Adamses of the world. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And so, you know, it, it, I don't, who knows? Now, I'm not going to count him out, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's, you know, who knows? Maybe he need, you know, now this is what he needed, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe now it's time to circle the wagons and really start to get serious and, and get in better shape. But I don't know, man. Yeah, no, no, uh, very disappointing. Yeah, we, I think we were really high on him. Yep. Um, and... Uh, yeah, disappointing the yep. way he came out. Uh, Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Or Dubois. Yeah. You know, he, uh, impressive knock, one, one punch knockout. Um, but, you know, nobody's ever heard of the guy he fought. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Dubois, by the way, um, he's not even ranked right now. Yeah. Right? He's not even ranked by any, uh, any of the major sanctioning bodies, mm-hmm. right? Which, again, you know, that goes both ways, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we say there's guys ranked that shouldn't be ranked either. But still, right, if you're any sort of fighter, they'll at least have you ranked somewhere in the top 15. You're going to show up somewhere. He doesn't, Yeah, you know? Um, I, one of them, uh, the WBA has him at 11th. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. yeah I missed uh, that, but that's way, it. Way down there, yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and he's down there with the, uh, you know, he's behind Areola. You know, down there with uh, Chisora, you know, yeah. it, it's uh, 
because it's not a who's who of heavyweight uh, contenders. Right. You know, most of these guys we, you've, you've never heard of. That's exactly right. Right. That's that's exactly right. Daniel, uh, is he Daniel? Is he the Daniel Dynamite Dubo? Right. Mm-hmm. The, um, well, the same one that... Uh, that he lost to Joy Joyce, right? Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders um, was upset when, when he broke his... Uh, his orbital bone, and he didn't continue. Right, 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 right. That's the guy. Well, all right, he's then he's yeah. the one that was uh, somewhat upset by Joe Joyce. Yeah. Right. Um, but up until that point, um, you know, not really a big, big name, big win yeah. on his uh, on, on his dossier. But um, but yeah, this last fight that was the big one, right? So this was kind of his return fight after mm-hmm. the Joe Joyce fight. He beats Bulgan Dinu round two. Yeah, doesn't mean much. Yeah. No. Doesn't. Yeah, he's gonna, he's going to have to beat somebody much better than that. Now there's a guy, right? If you want to put him in against a you know a, a Andy Ruiz, right? Because Joe mm-hmm. Joyce is now ranked you know number two in in the in the WBO. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. No, they definitely have to start stepping him up and uh, seeing if uh, he can, can become a legit contender. Yep. Um, also, this past weekend, you know, unfortunately we couldn't go. But uh, Raul Lizarraga yep. won his uh, fourth fight. Yes, yes, that's our guy. That's our guy who's uh, came into the studio here, mm-hmm. right? He's put together a nice four and zero record, uh, almost, almost uh, on pace with uh, Lazaro Lorenzana, mm-hmm. who of course is our uh, resident welterweight. He's at five and zero. He's got a fight coming up here in TJ. Um, I got, I got, we got to reach out to him and hit him up and see when that is. Yeah. Cause that would, uh, man, I'd love to, you know, we, we couldn't make this last Saturday's we, fight. We've got to, you know, uh, one, one of these times we're going to, we're going to, it's going to work out perfect and, and we can head down there. It's just crazy because obviously we've got stuff going on with, mm-hmm. you know, we've got kids that play CIF, uh, travel ball, softball, that kind of stuff. And yeah. so it, it's been impactful. Right, and and now that we've got our you know our COVID shots, you know there's no issues with hitting down there. Zero, yeah. yeah, zero. I feel like I can go anywhere. Yeah, I feel like I can go anywhere <laughs> with nothing. Yeah, uh-huh. just sneezing, coughing, yeah. just bring it on. <laughs> just bring. You it know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, even in Mexico. Yeah. Right. No issues at all. You know, drink bottles from that somebody hasn't even finished on the next <laughs> table. You, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No big deal. What yeah. are you going to catch? Drink, I, I've drink, got. You know. <laughs> Drink straight from the faucet down there. Yeah, yeah, no big deal yeah. from the manguera, right? You yeah. thirsty? No problem. <laughs> We've got two shots, you know, yeah. uh, Pfizer and, and and Moderna. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm happy for Raul, mm-hmm. 4-0, right? Um, they're going to keep him busy more than likely here, right? Wouldn't be surprised if he's in action again here in the next couple months. We'll reach out to his trainer, Jesse, uh, from the Temecula, the great Temecula boxing gym, and we'll figure out and see when his next fight is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll have some information on Lasoro's next fight as well. Lasoro, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it last week uh, on the show. He came out in the uh, special episode, the special, uh, is it the Marvin Hagler or the Sugar Ray Robinson episode of um, issue, I should say, of, of Ring, Ring Magazine, yeah. which was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was, was cool seeing yeah, I was thumbing through that and said, hey, wait a minute, I know that guy. Yeah, it's the um, the Sugar Ray Robinson. It's the very beginning, like the fourth or fifth page in, mm-hmm. Lazaro El Rey Lorenzana. Yeah, um, yeah Cy Williams, uh, pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, he actually fights on uh, June 25th. It's a Friday. Oh, no kidding. Um, Damn. At the uh, Grand Hotel yeah. in Tijuana. Yeah, I can tell you already that, uh, that I, I may not be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you already I may not be here. See, it's always something. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, also, coming up this weekend, uh, we'll get into the fights that come yes. up this weekend. We've got uh, Shakur Stevenson mm-hmm. uh, versus Jeremiah Nakathila. Yeah. Uh, this will be on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Huge, uh, huge favorite uh-huh. is um, is Stevenson, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. By the way, your luck of the week worked, right? Yeah, I think I uh, took Badu Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your lock of the week worked, right? Yeah. A lot of guys in action uh, this weekend, right? I mean, on the 12th, uh, the Xander Zayas. Uh-huh, Xander Zayas. Uh, Isn't that the know, phenom? Yeah, uh, at welterweight. Yeah. You know, um, so excited to see him uh, fight. Uh, I think the uh, the co-main event is Hoge- Jose Pedraza, Julian uh, Rodriguez. Right, at, 100, at 140, yeah. right? Yeah, so for you know, for this one, you know, lock of the week, uh, yeah. you know, I'll take Shakur Stevenson. 
<laughs> That's a good pick, Rick. Yeah. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna pull up, although I can, what the boxing odds are. It's gotta be ridiculous. It's probably like thirty to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not even listed that way. But yes, no. you're right. It's gonna be pretty um but I tell you what, they got uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine card, uh nine fight card uh-huh. in uh in Vegas. No, yeah, it, it should be uh you know, it'd be a good time if we, if we could make it out there. It'd be great, but uh, yeah, you know, it's not going to work out this weekend either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to pick Xander Zayas, but uh, you know, every time I I pick a up and coming uh, prospect, <laughs> you know, they go down in flames. All right, no, that's right. Especially this guy being a um, this guy's Puerto Rican, right? Uh, or is he is he Dominican? Uh, Xander. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he's Dominican. He's Dominican. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am curious, right? I've seen him, right? I've seen him, uh, I think one of his, I think two fights ago. Um, and that's another guy, right? They're going to bring him along slowly. This is, you know, a six-round fight. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll be checking that one out. This is on ESPN, ESPN, well, yeah. regular ESPN. Yeah, and, and, and correction, he, he is Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, yeah. okay. And that's what I thought because yeah. you had said that uh, yeah. four weeks ago when he fought. Because uh-huh. they're, they're bringing him back pretty quickly. Yeah, he, no, he, 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 he just uh, fought. April twenty fourth was his last fight. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah a month and a half or something—that's unheard of. Um, you also got a card in Newcastle, England, by the way, Rick. Lewis Ritzon against mm-hmm. Jeremiah Nicholas Ponce for junior welterweights. Yeah, but I, I don't even know who you know where you could watch that. Yeah, that they don't even have that. Yeah, uh, yeah so for our UK fans, they don't. Yeah, they don't even have that listed. Yeah, you, you may have to just go. Uh, you know, for our UK fans, you may just have to go. Yeah, well, <laughs> report back to us. Let us know. Yeah, I hate that, by the way, because see, um, those are fights that we would watch. Yeah, right. Because you know those those can be very com- competitive fights, but we're not even going to get an opportunity mm-hmm. the next week. And I know we'll talk about that next week, but that's the one, the nineteenth, uh-huh. where you know, buckle up. It's, yeah, jam packed. It's, yeah, it's, you know, all day we're going to be watching. You know, of course, you know the. Uh, the fight that everybody wants to see. Yeah. You know, the Chavez Jr. Yeah, you're talking yeah. like there's almost over 30 fights that are going to take place. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got a, a DAZN, Jaime Munguia. You've got uh, the, the, the Chavez Jr. and Sr. Both Chavez's, yeah. Um, you've got Jamal Charlo on Showtime. Yep. You've the got- The 160-pound uh, version of him. The Triller pay-per-view, Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. And then uh, on ESPN, you got Inouye. When is the- uh, I know we talked about it last week- when is the uh, the Fortuna JJ and and uh, Jose and the uh, El Surdo? Is that not? Oh, that's not till July. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like that's. Yeah, um, that's July 9th. That's July 9th. Yeah. Um, I tell you another thing in the in the news, Rick, uh, that we didn't talk about was um, Clarissa Shields is going to fight MMA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So she's you know apparently right. Um. Saying, you know, she's saying she doesn't have no no nerves. She's prepared for this. She's had enough in mm-hmm. boxing, and I and I don't blame her by the way because regardless of how dominant she's been, yeah. she hasn't made nearly the purse. No, and that I, purses that that the males get, which which is BS, man. And I think uh, with MMA, yeah, you know, it's it's um, you know the, the the females are, you know, almost I wouldn't say on par, yeah, but pretty close too. Yeah, you know, the male you you've had. A main event, serious main events. The yeah. Ronda Rousey's, the Absolutely. Amanda Nunez's. Yep. You know, they're they're headlining cards. Holly Holmes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so that's the one thing, man. Is UFC does it right? They do a lot of things right, mm-hmm. like the rankings and how they fight. And I know that you know, of course, though. But that's because it's the UFC. There's only one sanctioning body, yeah. right? It's Dana White. But they definitely do a good job of putting the females on par with the males, as it should be. Yeah. Because, like you said, I mean, we'll we'll tune in to watch when Rousey was fighting, right? It was an event. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I think that's I think that's pretty interesting um, that we didn't call out. What yeah. else we got, Rick? Um, it's it's pretty uh, slow week for uh, boxing news this week. All right, um, but yet we still had a lot to talk about, Rick. So yeah. here's the thing: um, we are going to get into the Mikey Garcia Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. huge fight in our. Uh, mock welterweight tournament that that'll get us into the semi-finals rick we still got your stat of the week and then it'll take us home pacific coast boxing folks we'll be right back
All right, Pacifico's Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, back by popular demand. I know we missed a couple weeks of it, mm -hmm. and we really got to get our mock welterweight tournament back on track, Yeah. right? Just a level set for everybody, right? We picked what we thought were the eight best welterweights today. We don't care what the sanctioning bodies had. We picked who we thought were the best welterweights. We had Earl Spence at number one. Mm -hmm. Terrence Bud Crawford had the number two uh, uh, ranking. Um, Manny Pacquiao was number three, Sean Porter, number four, Keith Thurman, five, Mikey Garcia, six, um, Virgil Ortiz Jr. was seven, and Jaron uh, Enos was number eight. So those were the eight welterweights that entered our tournament, right? Uh, no, 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 easily the best. Yeah, imp impressive bunch. And, uh, you know, the welterweight division is one of the most loaded. Without a doubt, right? And then, so we've already had uh, a couple of fights that took place, right? Earl yeah. Spence Jr. Uh, beat Jaron uh, Boots Enos, right? So so Earl Spence is sitting there waiting uh, in the semis. And on the other side of the bracket, uh, that semi is already set. Virgil Ortiz, the number seven, upset the number two welterweight, uh, Terrence Crawford. And Sean Porter eked by... Keith one-time Thurman, even though Keith one-time Thurman already beat him, Rick. Not, I'm still not sure how you talked me into that one. No. But um, but be that as it may, Sean Porter moves on yeah. and is in the semifinal against Virgil Ortiz Jr. So you've got number four against number seven on the right side of the bracket. Yeah. And then on the left side of the bracket, you've got Earl Spence, who's sitting there in the semifinal, waiting to fight the winner of Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia three and six and i know some folks say geez how's mikey garcia down at number six well you know he's only fought a couple times uh in the welterweight division right yeah. about three fights uh to, to to be exact i'll have to you can check me on that rick but uh yeah tw two fights actually only earl spence jr and jesse vargas right yeah tail the tape right um and by the way this is the fight that we wanted mm -hmm. which is not going to happen now but mikey garcia of course five six uh 40 and one 73% knockout ratio. His only loss, of course, of course, sorry, was against Earl Spence Jr., the four weight division champion, okay, against Manny Pacquiao. They have him listed at 5'5 five, five and a half, 62 and 7, right? Um, name speaks for itself. I think he's got championships in 19 weight division, every weight division yeah. almost, right? Um, so the so from a physical perspective, now, anyways, right, they're matched up. Pretty evenly, uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao's, um, I said five, five and a half, reach is 67 inches, Mikey Garcia 68 inches. So Mikey Garcia an inch taller, okay, and one inch reach advantage, Rick. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, and I, I think um, this this is a, be an excellent fight, you know, between two guys that are, you know, kind of the, the similar size. Yes. Uh, where Earl Spence is, is a lot taller than Pacquiao. Yep. And I think he's going to be able to exploit you know his his advantages against pacquiao but that's a separate fight but this one yeah you know you've got two guys that are you know similar in 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 height yep stature um would have been a a great fight yep so keys of the fight right i think from manny pacquiao's perspective right he's got to do what he does mm -hmm. which is be the aggressor smother and a lot of activity, just like he did with Keith Thurman, right? Yeah. You and he was able to do that with Keith Thurman, who's a very slick boxer, right? Yeah. So is Mikey Garcia. Don't get me wrong, Mikey Garcia, an absolute tactician in the ring, right? When it yeah. comes to slipping, jabbing, countering, right? But could he sustain, right? Or could he weather the sustained pressure by Manny Pacquiao? For 12 rounds, Rick, because that's pretty much yeah. what Manny Pacquiao is going to do, right? Manny's not going to fight from the outside and counter. No, um, you know, and Mikey's shown he's had a pretty good chin. You know, I still think Keith Thurman's chin is suspect. Yeah. You know, that's why I've got, uh, you know, Porter beating him. Yeah. Um, the second time around. He but, did. We, he already moved on, right? Yeah. yeah. He already moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you put it into question earlier. So, yeah. you know, it was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, one of those where, you know, Keith Thurman doesn't fight and, and you know, Porter's always looking for a fight. Right, right. Um, but, you know, back to this one, mm -hmm. you know, I think Mikey, you know, he he's a great counterpuncher. You yeah. know, I think uh, that that's the big, um, more of a uh, Juan Manuel Marquez mm -hmm. who, who gave Pacquiao fits. 
I think yes. he would be um, kind of similar in style, and uh, he would pose the same problems for Pacquiao. That's a that's a really good point because if you had to compare an opponent, that would be it, right? Mm-hmm. Marquez, right? Who's an, again like Mikey Garcia, an extremely gifted boxer puncher, right? Yeah. But became a better boxer the older he got in Marquez, right? Yeah. Right. And the devastating knockout came with a beautifully timed counterpunch at the mm-hmm. end of the round. Well, that's what Mikey Garcia is able to do. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what he's able to do. And, and again, you know, okay, so Garcia has doesn't have the eight, nine, you know, championships and eight different weight divisions, but hold on a second. He's got four, Rick. Yeah. He's beaten the likes of Orlando Salido, right? Juan Manuel Lopez, uh, Robert Easter Jr. I mean, um, and again, 73% knockout, right? So no slouch just yeah. because he lost. And it's unfortunate, right? Because Mikey Garcia, we should have said that. I should have said their age. Mikey Garcia's 33, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Manny Pacquiao is, what is I? How old is he? How come I can't find his age? Pacquiao's 42. 42, right? So um, certainly Pacquiao, no spring chicken, mm-hmm. but... As far as a fighter, Mikey Garcia is starting to reach that age, Rick. Yeah. Right? Where, again, it wasn't too long ago that Mikey Garcia was in everybody's top 10 pound-for-pound list, including ours, right? Yeah. But because of the inactivity, because of the loss to Spence Jr., people now have him kind of on the outside looking in. I still think that he's one of the best fighters, pure fighters out there today. Um, Just hasn't kept busy enough. Yeah. Right? Okay, Rick. So... Manny Pacquiao has to come in. He has to smother him. He has to be aggressive. He has to fight like he normally fights, right? Hence Mm -hmm. his nickname, Pac-Man, right? Mikey Garcia has to slip. He has to counter. He has to, at times, I think, be the effective aggressor. What happens in this fight, Rick? Who do you got? Uh, In this fight, uh, I've got Mikey Garcia winning. Um, I think it'll it'll be a a decision win, but um, I have him winning, you know, just the counterpunch. I think... uh, Ring rust. They're both going to have ring rust, but I think with the, with the age difference, yeah, um, I think it'll affect Pacquiao a, a little bit more. Yeah, and um, you know, Mikey, Mikey has a perfect style, you know, to beat a Manny Pacquiao. All right, so I'm going to disagree with you, Rick, yeah. on one thing. I think that Mikey Garcia actually can knock him out. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I've got Mikey Garcia as well. If it goes to a decision, definitely I have Mikey. Mm-hmm. I think Mikey is way too skilled as a tactician in there. And to your point, my uh, Pacquiao's had a long layoff, uh-huh. right? He's slowing up, and Mikey is still extremely sharp and can still fight against the very best in the world. Yeah. I'm not saying that Mikey is going to knock out uh, Pacquiao in devastating fashion the mm-hmm. way Marquez did, but I do think that Mikey ends this fight in the later rounds yeah. through just sustained damage and pressure in the later rounds when Manny Pacquiao's pressure and aggressiveness is ineffective and Mikey Garcia hurts him in the middle rounds, mm-hmm. takes over, and I see a late round TKO, Rick. No, yeah, definitely I, I could see that happening. With Boo uh, Boy throwing in the towel. Boo Boy throwing in the, the towel. <laughs> will, will, will there be a, uh, you know argument after, you know, well, who who threw who actually threw the towel? Was it uh, <laughs> Freddie Roach or right. was it uh, Boo Boy? Yeah. What was the one fight that Boo Boy trained him for? Remember uh, that when man. when uh, Freddie Roach <laughs> kind of went on the sp- split up, uh-huh. and somehow Boo Boy was in the uh, was in the spotlight, right? And it was against I don't know I don't was it against I, Horn? No, I think it was Lucas Matisse. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, because I because I think that was the one where you know they they fought in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, so there was no reason to, you know, why fly all the way to yeah. LA and, yeah. you know. And Boo Boy got the call. Yeah, Boo Boy got the call. And did a great job, by the yeah. way. Did, did, did a wonderful job. All right, Rick. So there it is. There yeah. it is, right? We're both in agreement. The semifinals are set up. Wow. Yeah. So we have a rematch, Rick. We have a rematch. Earl Spence Jr., which, by the way, mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia said on our show right here, yeah. Almost a year ago, right, in studio at Standing Account Studios, he said he would love a rematch, yeah. right? And he had talked about, you know, having the, the dialogue with Al Heyman about working his way at, working his way back and getting that mm-hmm. shot. Well, guess what, Rick? He's getting it in our tournament. He's, he's got it in our tournament. He's yeah. getting in our tournament. So he's going to be fighting Earl Spence for the semifinal. So we have a number one against a number six. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, we have uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., against Sean Porter. Those are the four welterweights that are left, Rick, to decide who the best welterweight is today. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a good four. 
And, uh, you know, can't wait to, to, to break those down. Yeah, it's going to be amazing two fights. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you, Rick. I don't know who I have in those fights yet. Yeah, no, no. It's something we're, we're going to have to look, uh, yeah. you know, do some some research on. Yeah, I'm not sure, man, yeah. because Sean Porter is a handful, mm-hmm. right? He's a handful. Virgil Ortiz, yes, he's the young gun. I know you're high on him. You had yeah. him as your best prospect, right, when we talked about it last year. But Sean Porter is a veteran. He's smothering. He's strong. And again, we already know what happened on the other side. All right, folks, I'll be posting that to Instagram. We'll be right back with Stat of the Week, and then we'll close this out. Be right back. Rick's got a good one. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, stat of the week. Can't wait. By the way, I get hit up with that. Even on the golf course, they're like, hey, we love Rick's stats of the week. Gives us information we didn't know we had. Yeah. Right? Professional photographer, right? Always asked me about that. Where does he get this information? I said, he has it stored. It's like a computer, right? (laughs) He just sits there. He, He meditates for about 30 seconds, and then it just all comes out. Yeah. So what came out this week, Rick? No, so this week, uh, you know, a lot of people hitting me up, you know, hey, you know, you talked about the Filipino, you know, champions, you know, yes. last week on the stat of the week. Yeah. You know, what what about, uh, you know, our us Puerto Ricans? Uh-huh. You know, what what uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, and it was a matter of time, by the way, before you pulled some, some Puerto Rican type of uh, flavor and stat into the show, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you waited, you know, 47 episodes or 48, <laughs> so yeah, no problem. So at this point, you know, right now we're uh, in a in a downturn of yeah. uh, Puerto Rican uh, boxing. Yeah. You know where you know Puerto Rican boxing has dominated. You know the whole the sport of boxing for the last <laughs> you know thirty forty years. Sure, sure they have. Yes, <laughs> at, yes. At this point, yes. But uh, at, currently, there yes. are only three Puerto Rican world champions. Wow. And and here's the thing, right? Is mm-hmm. that when you say that. I have to think long and hard about who they are. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. No. Yeah. Yeah. I um, don't. I, I couldn't tell you who they are. You know, I, I'll, I'll give you the names, you know, and, yeah. and you know, Wilfredo Mendez. Yeah. Who's the WBO uh, world champ at, at minimum weight, which, you know, minimum weight I had to look up. It's 105 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, McWilliams Arroyo. Yeah. Who's the uh, WBC champ. Yeah. At flyweight. Wow. And then we have to go on the women's side. Yeah. Amanda Serrano. Yeah. Who's the WBO and WBC featherweight champ. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's you know, crazy. It, uh, you know, you, you've got the uh, the Trinidad's, the the, the yeah. Cotos, you know, um, there's there's been Puerto Rican fighters, you know, along the way. And yeah. uh, we just like, in that group, you know, yeah. Ser- Serrano's, you know, the class of the of the bunch. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. She is. I mean, yeah. and by many people, one of the best. Not not one. She is. She's in mm-hmm. top ten, if not top three. So, so the, here's the thing, Rick. So then, who today, right? Yeah. Who's ready to step up and carry the mantle, right? And and put the Puerto Rican fighters and and you know back back yeah. on the map and establish a legacy. Okay. Who, who who do we have then? I know we just talked about your guy Xander uh, yeah. Zayas. Xander Zayas, you know, and the guy could be uh, Edgar Berlanga. Edgar Berlanga, you know, yeah. Um, I think he's fighting at what one sixty eight, yeah, right now. Yeah. So um, you know, interesting to see how he develops, and then because right. um, you've got a few right that haven't quite worked out. The one mm-hmm. uh, the one knucklehead who just got in trouble with the uh, in the um, with his with the whole murder of his of his. Um, Wife, yeah. or I'm sorry, wife, uh, the, the, the girlfriend. Felix Verdejo. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was the can't miss kid until he got into the motorcycle accident, uh-huh. right? And here's the thing, right? I mean, again, you know, the uh you know, you when you talk about the great Puerto Rican fighters, mm-hmm. Rick, you got, you know, Edwin Rosario, Wilfredo Vasquez, yeah. Hector Camacho, right? Um these are some of the guys I remember, but if you yeah. go through the list, you know, you'll Pedro um Montanez, Jose Torres. Miguel Cotto, of yeah. course, right? Um, of course, your guy Felix Trinidad, yeah. right? The in the eighties, this guy was yeah. to a lot considered to be the fifth king. Wilfredo Benitez, yeah, right. Um, your, and, your guy, Danny Garcia. 
Yeah, Danny Garcia, right? Yeah, who, yeah, who scratched the surface. Of course, the great Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez, uh-huh. the book written by uh, by the great author Christian Judige, right? And here's another guy yeah. that, uh, you know, can carry the torch. Yeah. You know. Shakur Stevenson, yeah, is half Puerto Rican. Yeah, I don't think they would count him, man. Uh, I don't. I don't think they, they would count him. They, they've got him on the list, but the only reason why he's not on yeah. the list is yeah. because uh, you know he, he vacated his belts and he moved up in weight. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. but fifty yeah. percent Puerto Rican, kind of like me. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. That, well, we found out that wasn't the case after the ancestry. No. <laughs> Information, Rick. Sorry, sorry, you know. So here's the thing. But do any of the guys today, Uh can they unseat any of those guys that I just named, who a lot of people think that list I rattled off, Carlos Ortiz, Wilfredo Gomez, you know, Edward Nassario, Wilfredo Benitez, can they crack that top 10? It's going to be hard because, you know, with the... um, With Puerto Ricans, I think a a lot of it, like like with Mexicans, you know, you've got to be Puerto Rican. Yeah. From Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know, if uh, they get too Americanized, yeah. you know, it's it's not uh, you know very well liked. Yeah, you know, like a like a Danny Garcia, you know, right. well, it's, Philadelphia it's, yeah. fighter. It's why it was difficult for Hector Camacho to yeah. make the list, by the way, because a lot of people there still don't consider him, mm-hmm. even though right he was actually born from in Puerto Rico, yeah. but he he his mom moved him to uh, to the United States because of the issues that she had with his dad. Yeah abuse and all kinds of bad stuff. So it's kind of hard. You have to be, you know, from the island, grow up in the island. Yeah. You know, kind of like me. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right, man. So there you go, man. So you're saying you're, we're not sure if there's an Edwin Rosario or Miguel Cotto yeah. or Fredo Benitez lurking today. I don't know if there's one in in, in that bunch. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And the thing is, right, is, is you know, the, the Puerto Rican fighters that are around today, again, very skilled, but not in the marketable weight divisions. Yeah. Right. Other than, again, I mean, the, the guys that are not champions, Berlanga at 168 mm-hmm. um, and Xander Zaya. So there you go. I wonder yeah. if they understand the responsibility that they have, Rick. Yeah. And the torch that they're trying to carry for the great Puerto Rican nation, man. A lot of pressure. Yeah. All right, folks, here's a lot of pressure, folks, is having to top this particular podcast next week. But you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to throw punches and bunches. That'll do it for this week. I'll talk to you next week, Rick. All right, see you next week. All right.